0: ding dang a ling Boy, we got a great show for you today, man. This is your boy, uh, Squailin Donkey. And, uh, I'm here with my, my dude, and we're gonna have just a good time. today. I got a big show for you today.
1: Sue-wee! wee That's right, we got some kinds of things here at the old, uh, the tractor-trailer blazers. And we're gonna tell you about all them new kind of tractor-trailers they got out there.
2: Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but my co-host is a prospector.
1: That's right, that's the only kind of voice I do. If I do another one that sounds more like yours, I'm gonna sound like Larry the Cable Guy.
2: Oh, wait, we got a swell show for you today while we're digging for
1: gold. Not a lot of gold this week, Ben, but uh, a couple good ones. You know,
2: this week, we usually like to start the what we... By the way, my name's Ben. Uh, It's not... What did I say it was? Squealing Donkey?
1: Yeah, but now that's your name, so...
2: Okay, so this is Squealing Donkey. Anyway, Nick, I did not watch anything.
1: Well, we can't talk about what you watched this week then. No, but we can talk about what you watched.
0: Once you watch, the fun don't stop. Stop. That's not even a word.
2: Why do they make me say stupid stuff like this?
1: I actually watched more than I have been in the the past couple times. So, uh, first up, I watched The Invisible Man on HBO with K. Uh, not Kate Moss, with Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men and directed by Lee Whannell, the Blumhouse Invisible Man that came out earlier this year. And I didn't expect to enjoy this movie when I started it, but I did. It was good. It was pretty good.
2: I was not expecting you to say that either. Uh, Blumhouse is coming out with a lot of stuff lately.
1: Yeah, they've been uh, pretty successful. Blumhouse and I don't know if if a twenty four is involved with Blumhouse, but they fe- I feel like they're linked, and I don't know the relationship. But uh, this this was a an interesting Invisible Man. It, I don't want to say any spoilers because it's on HBO for people to watch. So just saying, it was good.
2: Uh, is it a, is it a thriller or is it a horror?
1: I I wouldn't call it a horror. I think it's a thriller.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: She spends a lot of time terrified but you know it's not like a slasher movie or anything like that horrible Invisible Man movie with Kevin Bacon Hollow Man oh yeah <laughs> that's one of the worst movies ever made uh, this one was pretty good I thought it's, it, had a, it had a lot of good stuff in it and I, I really liked how it came together
2: Uh, would you say that this movie is realistic in if you if you could actually be invisible or someone could be invisible do you think this is a realistic portrayal of that
1: in in a lot of ways it it seems like it would be it reminds me of uh, i don't i don't want to say anything about it like it's really hard to not spoil this movie okay but i'll just say that i didn't really have any problems i had it had some obvious like anytime you're watching a movie like this uh i would sometimes yell no don't do that or like stuff like that (laughs) like no don't like do this do this this way i was yelling at the screen which i did do sometimes (laughs) but it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie okay and then i also on hbo i watched class action park the documentary (sighs) about action park oh do i do i need to watch it yes yes everyone if you have HBO watch watch Class Action Park. it is ridiculous like Jess and I were like wincing while we were watching this and like cr- like cringing away. Also the best part which I didn't know until Jay told me because he watched it first, is narrated by John Hodgman who is my ah. life, life guru so uh, I got to I got to listen to Hodgman talk about uh, Action Park. It had a lot of like random Parks and Recreation people in it, because like, Hodgman was, was in Parks and Rec as the, as the Eagleton radio host, and, okay. uh, but also Alison Becker, who's Shauna, Shauna Mulway-Tweep, is from New Jersey, so she used to go there as a kid, and she's in it, and Chris Gethard is in it, and he was the men's rights activist in the uh, when Ben was running for Congress, and he was like, let <laughs> Ben speak. <laughs> and uh, he was in it too because he he was also like an attendee of there. So there's all these people that were there, talking about all this ridiculous. It's truly it's truly unbelievable. Like when I was watching it, I was just in my head. I was like, man, the '80s were just insane. Like this was insane. So yeah, everyone should watch this. It's really a good, interesting documentary.
2: I'm definitely gonna watch this. I I didn't even know this was out yet. So this is great.
1: Yeah, you should watch that. It was really good. Uh, Fargo season four started, so I, I watched the first two episodes of that. It's incredible as all all of the Fargos have been. Jason Schwartzman's in this season. He's one of my favorite actors that exists already. Chris Rock is a really good serious actor, so I guess a lot of times comedians can do that. Like they can do that drama drama turn really well, probably because comedians have a lot of like interesting stuff in their background usually. So. But Chris Rock's a really good actor. And then I finished Muppets Now because there's only six episodes.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, it's no surprise that Fargo's good. I'm not surprised at that at all.
1: Yeah, you need to, man, you need to watch Fargo. But you got to watch the movie first, and then you got to watch the seasons.
2: Got to watch the movie first. Got it. Well, cool. We actually have a little bit of new news. These dumb dudes are not industry insiders. But they do have the internet. The news. If you news, you lose.
1: <laughs> oh, Good.
2: So the first bit of news we have here is that Miss Marvel uh, got cast.
1: Yeah. So they they cast an unknown actor with no acting credits. Her name is Iman Vellani, and from the from the headshot that exists, she looks the part. That's all we know so far, though, because she hasn't been in anything else. She must have had a really good audition.
2: Must have. And she's she's Middle Eastern, right?
1: That's correct. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, here here's the thing about Miss Marvel. I just and I trust Marvel with this totally, uh, Marvel Studios, uh, is that she's got to be like charismatic. She got to have a lot of charisma, but also be kind of nerdy and
1: awkward. Yeah, because she's she's got to be like a Captain Marvel super fan nerd.
2: Yeah. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, I don't know that we've had a young middle eastern hero uh, man or woman so this is the fact that it's a girl a young girl uh i think it's fantastic i can't wait it's gonna be different
1: yeah very cool very cool uh i wonder if she's gonna show up in captain marvel 2 first or if this series will come out first i don't know the release dates because everything got screwed up that's a
2: good question yeah, i don't know the the video game the marvel avengers video game where you can play Cat, uh miss marvel Uh Uh, I heard that she's been really well received in that video game.
1: Yeah. So our friend Steph was playing that game and she told me that it was really good, which everyone has been saying that like everyone was surprised and they're like, oh, this game is great because everyone was expecting it to be bad. And then (laughs) uh, she said she likes Miss Marvel a lot because of the video game
2: yeah i think that's sort of gonna warm up a lot of people to her and then if the writing is good in this and this this actress is good i think it's gonna be a hit i, I i'm really excited
1: i'm excited about it yeah for sure i can't wait for these uh marvel disney plus shows to start
2: yes give them to us
1: yeah we got mandalorian and 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 wandavision this year for disney plus stuff coming yet
2: just soothe our souls in this year soothe our souls
1: yeah that balm
2: <laughs> that bomb uh, the other piece of news we have here is that Jamie Foxx's Electro you're on, you'll remember him from Spider-Man the uh, the Sony Spider-Man movies uh, he is reportedly going to show up in the new Spider-Man 3
1: yeah this is the most interesting thing of the week I think this is so strange I think it, it sort of hints at them doing sort of a multiverse thing multiverse situation if that's true
2: this is not a spoiler, but after we saw J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home, uh, I think that this could work. I think uh, you know there are uh, there are things that from the Sony Spider-Man movies that were not bad, that would not be a bad thing to bring them over into the MCU. And if they get the MC the Marvel Studios treatment. Then we have nothing to worry about. That's what I think.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm on board to see where it goes for sure. Like Jamie Fox, it's not his fault that that movie was so weird. It yeah. was all. It was all Sony.
2: This Sony MCU sort of. Uh hybridization I think is as long as that we really let Marvel have the control here let and let Sony Animation Studios we've said this before but let Sony Animation Studios handle the animated Spider-Man stuff but but here's what I want and tell me if you because you know in the comics there's been several times where Carnage has been the big bad and uh, it takes a lot of people to beat him and I think having Carnage come into the mcu and be a big bad and i think the next big bad is going to be uh kang the
1: conqueror maybe he's going to be a bad
2: okay uh well there's a lot to choose from honestly i mean apocalypse kang uh annihilation doom co- doom carnage oh gosh dr doom man and uh, and uh galactus so there's a lot to choose from here but i think it would be fun to have carnage
1: well, Carnage is uh, gonna be in the Venom sequel. Which, if they're doing this, if they're doing this multiverse stuff, they can bring in the Venom movies to the Spider-Man movies and somehow get a White Spider on that Venom because he just he's not right without it.
2: I, I think he needs the White Spider too. Uh, maybe it's like a fanboy thing. Who knows? I don't care what it is, but I, I agree.
1: I don't even care if it doesn't make sense for the movie. I saw that movie and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be cuz I didn't I had low expectations for Venom. I did too. But if he had that white spider, even if they never explained it, even if it didn't make any sense, I would have liked it 60% more than I did.
2: <laughs> well, I know that uh is it what it's Woody Harrelson's going to be Carnage, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, he was he was Cletus Cassidy in the post-credit scene. For venom i love woody harrelson oh, yeah. so everyone should love woody harrelson he's great he's <laughs> always great
2: he's great. great all right so that's uh that's all the new news and that's gonna bring us to the real deal twizzlers pull and peel the questions times
1: the questions terms. all right that s is back baby that s is
2: back we got two questions this week fresh off the minds of these dumb dudes uh and i think we're going to have a lot of fun with these and especially when we get the answers from you after the show that's right uh, all you folks listening okay so the first questions times question is a local bar wants you they want to pay you to invent a new drink and it can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic we don't care uh and the and the drink is it has to be movie or tv themed so what is the drink and what do you name it?
1: Okay, so I don't know a lot about mixology or what goes together, but my idea was you make a Brandy Alexander with Ovaltine and you call it a crummy commercial. And that is a reference to a Christmas story where Ralphie's in the bathroom trying to solve the 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 puzzle from the Orphan Annie decoder ring and then Randy's pounding on the door because he has to go to the bathroom and he's like figuring it out and it's it turns out to be, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. And he looks at the slip of paper and he goes, a crummy commercial? So that's my drink. <laughs> it's called the crummy commercial. It's a Ovaltine Brandy Alexander.
2: That That is, uh, that's pretty funny. The, you know what that reminds me of? Is it is it always sunny, I think, is where they had the fight milk? Is that, is it always sunny? Yeah, muscle milk. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, but they, they called it fight milk. Yeah,
1: fight, right? Yeah, it had the crow on it. Like the logo was yes. like a crow, yeah. 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 So one
2: year, at Dragon, <laughs> one year at Dragon Con, people were making it and it was like they were taking like protein powder and mixing it with vodka or something. <laughs> they were calling it fight milk. It was absolutely revolting. I, I tasted it. Uh, I had like a barely a sip and I was like, no, sir. Uh, that sort of reminds me of that. That's very good. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I really like my answer and I hope you do too. Okay. So here here's the drink. It's creme de violet. With champagne and lemon juice, served in a glass that's shaped like the plastic cup in the Ford Explorer in Jurassic Park. You know, when the T-Rex is stomping and causing ripples. Yeah. So you serve it in that, but but and then but before you drink it, while it's sitting on the bar or the table, you have to pound your fist on the table and make the vibration so it ripples the water in the cup. And the name of the drink is called "Where's the Goat."
1: Oh man, that's so good. Every once in a while, Jess will just go, where's the goat?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think, and I actually think this would taste really good. So uh, I love, have you you ever heard of an Aviation?
1: No, I haven't.
2: So like an Aviation has got creme de violet and gin and lemon juice and like one or two other things. I can't remember. Uh, They're really good. Um, And so I think this would be a pretty tasty drink and it'll be fun to do. pound the table
1: yeah i can see people getting into that would, that would be a good one that's a good one
2: yeah jurassic Park's so quotable you could just say jurassic park quotes while you drink it
1: come at us bars you can pay us for these ideas yeah uh all right so tell
2: us uh just write into us or uh get on instagram tell us what your uh, what your drink would be movie or tv themed okay question number two of the question sounds is who would you want to moderate the next presidential debate and why
1: okay so this came to me pretty quickly My answer is Morbo from Futurama, who is the news anchor, who's like an alien monster. And because, you know, Morbo tells it like it is, but also he might disintegrate somebody.
2: I like this. I'm on board. I vote for this.
1: There's one of my favorite things in Futurama is when Fry's talking. He says something about the news, but he goes, well, that's what the news monster said. (laughs) 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 I love Futurama so much.
2: Yeah, that's great uh so i would have uh, judge judy armed with a mute button
1: that would be intense and great
2: i think she has the energy and the hookshpa that uh, she could even shuttle dt up
1: who's gonna yeah what are you gonna do come at judge judy no she's been dealing with with like clowns yahoos. yeah clowns and yahoos her entire career
2: <laughs> yeah so i think that would be fun i would i would watch that for sure
1: yeah i probably uh i i never never watched the the presidential debates because it's just raised my blood pressure and i don't need that in my life but uh if morbo or judge judy was moderating maybe maybe then
2: uh so right into us let us know who you would want to moderate the next presidential debate and why and uh your answers will get read on the show uh guaranteed yeah,
1: yeah we always do
2: we always do and uh, we will read some of these uh, from last week of the the question times. Uh, all right. Well, with that done, uh, Sir Nicholas, that brings us to the new new
1: new new new
2: trailers. And uh, let's see how many do we have. Oh boy, we get to say it right this time, baby. We have a Baker's dozen. We
1: have the wickedly talented Baker's dozen.
2: <laughs> yes we do uh it, it's a mix of uh what would you call this a mix of
1: some truly outlandish things we got some stuff that was made well that we probably won't get to we got some stuff that i'll that i'll be checking out nothing i don't think anything earth shattering this time
2: yeah no bangers this week so i was gonna say it's a mix of boogers and bangers but really not not that it's it's
1: uh, this is a uh, this is a a bologna sandwich for lunch. Okay,
2: boogers and bologna sandwiches. That's what we got here. Yeah. So the first trailer we have here, this kind of came out of nowhere, uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness series on Netflix.
1: Yeah, this is an animated Resident Evil series in the vein of the uh, d- the direct-to-Blu-ray Resident Evil movies that have come out over the past couple of years, of which I own several because I'm a weird Resident Evil nerd which is not a thing that you'd think I like but I super do. So I will be watching this. I it's always about Leon and Claire. And I'm I'm more of like a Chris and Jill Redfield. Yeah, I'm a I'm a well, my first one of my first cosplays was Chris Redfield and then I I did several versions of Chris Redfield. And I feel like everything is Leon and I'm not a big Leon guy. Like I like the, the Redfield games more than the Leon ones. So, But I'll take it because at least Claire's a Redfield. I
2: didn't know if this was Leon or Redfield. When he came on the screen, I was like, oh, that's Leon. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe it's Chris Redfield. I feel like they have similar haircuts.
1: No, Chris Redfield has real short hair.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Leon's got that anime boy hair.
2: I've only played Resident Evil 4, so I don't know my Resident Evils very well.
1: That's the one where you, you're Leon and you put the girl in the dumpster to hide her. Looks like this is it. Ugh, it stinks. Sure does. No way, Leon. Way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't remember... Yeah, I guess... Yeah, that sounds about right. Sure. Uh, He has that kick. Leon kicks a lot, right? He does kick, yeah. Yeah, he's got that kick. Uh, Yeah, this will... I'll check this out. I'll watch it. I I will say, this has the best animated boot I've seen all year.
1: Japan's real good at this Resident Evil CG animation. Because even the ones that have come out over the past... like. 10 years or so, the CG Resident Evil movies have all been pretty good looking.
2: I actually own one on Blu-ray. It's the one where they're in the airport in the beginning. I have that one too. Okay, so that's uh, that's Resident Evil. Uh, so, oh, then, uh, geez, holy cap. Just give me a second. I'm just smacking my microphone Punch around not Punch it here. around the room. Uh, well, we get out of here, microphone. Nobody wants you here. Uh, so we have a trailer for something called Sightless.
1: Yes, so I would have perhaps skipped over this one, except I feel a personal mission that i have to cover every time a cast member from riverdale makes a melodramatic weird movie like this so we got uh, jughead from riverdale making that that movie where i think it was called S- S- six feet apart or five feet apart or something and then we got lily reinhardt and she made chemical hearts and we got kj appa made the hate you give and now we got Mad- madeline peach and she's making sightless i will I will track and keep track of every single Riverdale person's weird side project projects that they make. Uh,
2: this is a uh, this is an extremely Nick Kelly thing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I can't. I wanna I wanna argue that, but I can't.
2: No, th- <laughs> that's uh, that's all we have to say about Silas. Just that Nick Kelly thing, and that's I really don't have anything to add to this. I won't watch this. And
1: no, uh, uh, the guy in it looked like Andy Samberg Jr. Uh, I need to know. Nick
2: Kelly, 2020. <laughs> all right, so the uh, next trailer we got here is The Craft Legacy.
1: Yeah, The Craft Legacy is a sequel to the 90s movie with Feruza Balk called The Craft. And who else was in that? Like, Nev Campbell, maybe?
2: That sounds right. Yeah, I think that's right.
1: I watched it last year on Halloween because it's a, it's a fun... Like, the original one is a good, fun 90s movie, you know? Like, it's yeah. got all the 90s people in it. Uh, I, I know uh, Steph and Missy really like this movie and I got a text from Steph when this trailer came out that I pulled up here and it says the Craft Legacy trailer offended my very being <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah this uh, this did not look good to me Uh uh-uh. probably just gonna be not
1: good. This is a, a thing that worked super well in the 90s with the 90s aesthetic that when transported to 2020 does not work super well
2: I, I tell you what there's there's one moment in this trailer where the one of the main characters or the main character in this faces a very um embarrassing moment in class and it like sort of broke my heart like i i was like oh my gosh like how can i help this young girl this is awful
1: uh-huh like yeah yeah you want to you want to jump through the- i wanted to punch that jock guy in the face
2: oh yeah we you're the irish and me came out wanted to i want to find the bound it
1: yeah that's that's where i started I was like oh this guy needs this guy needs to learn some manners
2: i imagine he'll get his comeuppance uh at some point in guaranteed this. yeah guaranteed yeah. uh all right so then we have a trailer for the true adventures of wolf boy
1: yeah, I put this on a hundred percent because of the title of the movie. I thought was brilliant, "The True Adventures of Wolf Boy."
2: <laughs> yes, uh, this. Uh, so th- this also has a kid getting made fun of. So that's the theme this week.
1: Yeah, he has that medical condition where you have like hair growth on most of your face so you have the sort of lon Cheney Wolfman look.
2: This trail well, I will say this trailer halfway through turned into the trailer for Where the Wild Things Are. I
1: hundred gr- percent agree. I thought that same thing.
2: It's like the music that they chose, the way it was like the cinematography, I was like, oh, this is somebody who's like obviously a big fan of Where the Wild Things are and just wanted to recreate it in a way.
1: Yeah, someone who really likes Spike Jones movies. It's just yes. like I'm gonna do this.
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, like we both thought that so it's very apparent if you go watch it the second half is very much that i don't know that i can handle kids getting made fun of a lot it it just breaks my heart
1: yeah i feel like in this case that the misfit kids will will come together and and end up having more like a more of a good it'll like be more of a feel-good movie for most of the movie but i i i probably won't watch it but it it was better looking than I expected it to be from the goofy title. Yeah, like it, it looked well yeah. made.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we had a trailer for Marvel's Six One
1: Six. Yeah, this is a document documentary series about Marvel. It looks like just like about the sort of cultural impact of Marvel. Yeah,
2: this uh, features a little bit of Japanese Spider Man, and it made me just want an updated Japanese Spider-Man.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure a Japanese Spider-Man is going to be in the sequel to End of the Spider-Verse that they, they confirmed that. I think that. you're
2: right. I think they did confirm that.
1: What was his robot's name? Leo. Leo. The name of Japanese
0: Spider-Man's giant machine was Marveler. And it was able to transform into Leopardon.
1: Thank
2: you, robot voice. I love giant robots. I don't think we have enough giant robots. We, I don't think we've gotten the giant robots that we need.
1: Agreed. I was uh, watching Toy Galaxy videos, and he was going through a bunch of different Gundams, and I, I was sitting there, and I was like, I think I'm into Gundams now.
2: <laughs> I would love like a, a really well done Gundam movie, just like really high sci-fi. Not boring political plot lines, uh, so much like in the series, some of the series where it's like really tough to follow what's going on, but like a really tight, tightly written, uh, high sci fi with good special effects.
1: I would like that also.
2: What's the best, uh, big robot movie that we've gotten? Is it Pacific Rim? Is that the
1: best one we've gotten? It can't be. Pacific Rim has a high budget and like good special effects, maybe, but it's not my favorite i like a lot of old cheesier robot things like my favorite giant robot movie would technically be probably godzilla versus megalon because it has jet jagar in it which is a robot that kind of looks like giant jack nicholson but i just love him anyway uh i just recently bought a mondo t-shirt with jet jagar on it but i think godzilla versus megalon that's my favorite
2: uh, you know, I, I actually really like the representation of the Gundam in Ready Player One. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I it forgot was really about cool. that. Uh, did you ever see the anime Big O?
1: I have almost seen no animes. I've seen Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing and Sailor okay. Moon.
2: Uh, I really like the, the robot in Big O. He had these, like, pistons in his forearms. that, So when he would punch, the piston would f- move forward and, like, really hit him hard. That uh, was pretty cool. Go check it out.
1: Need more? You're right. We do need more big robots, cause like we can't think of anything other than Pacific Rim.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't even really uh, consider Saban's uh, Power Ranger movie. I don't even. That doesn't even count. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Like it wasn't a giant robot. It was like this organic looking thing. I didn't even see that. You know, I want like a dang robot.
1: I want Leopardon or Leopardon. I want
2: Leopardon. I want like a real life Voltron.
1: Yeah. Bring that Japanese Spider-Man Leopardon in. I want to see that.
0: Marvelous! Change in
2: That's what we want. Okay. So this looks good. I'll I'll definitely watch this. This For is sure. Disney Plus, right? Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, Marvel's uh, 616, 616, whatever. Vampires versus the Bronx is the next one we got on here.
1: Yes. So this reminded me a lot of The Lost Boys, but set in the Bronx
2: hundred uh, percent. This is Big Lost Boys energy, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, this is a, a lot different than the craft too, in that the craft took something that, that worked for the '90s aesthetic and then failed to, like recapture the feeling of that for the sequel, at least in the trailer. Whereas, as Vampires vs. the Bronx isn't even connected to the Lost Boys, but I got that same feeling from it.
2: I'm trying you're you're one thousand percent correct and I'm trying to figure out what this means. What does this mean?
1: I feel like uh vampires versus the Bronx wasn't trying too hard to to get it, and it developed naturally based on the the sort of organic feeling of the of the story and and the characters are just reminiscent of of the Lost Boys, like the Coreys and uh, whoever else was in that Kiefer Sutherland, and uh, you know all these guys that were in it. Is the difference here
2: that you have people that have source material that they're trying to be like in one instance, and in the other instance, you have people that are uh, consciously or subconsciously influenced by this old thing, and they're trying to make their own thing. And those influencers simply coming through naturally.
1: That's, yeah, that's like if you took what I said and only it made sense. <laughs> that's what you just said. Like you're, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say, but I was failing. So I 100% agree with that.
2: So this uh, looks pretty good, actually. And this is, uh, I think, is it Netflix?
1: i believe it was netflix yeah jess will want to watch this because she loves vampire stuff so i probably will see this
2: my friend laura is uh she really likes werewolf stuff and it's funny to me thinking about people that are still into werewolves and vampires and zombies because they've just been there's just been so much right right Um, uh, but people that are still into it like still love it
1: yeah i guess in a lot of ways you can conquer the oversaturation with with your like because you can, people probably feel that way about Star Wars and Marvel, and not us though. Yeah. Like we're fully yeah. there for all of it, so I, I, it makes that's, sense to me.
2: That's true. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And of course, we'll we'll still always watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. So, but yeah, this looks good. Like it looks funny. It looks. It just reminds me of the Lost Boys, and I like the Lost Boys.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. So the next trailer we have here is uh, Barbarians.
1: All right, so this is a Netflix series that appears to be in whatever native language fits. So the uh, the Germanic people were speaking Germanic languages. I think there was Italian for the Romans, you know. Or, or was it Latin? Latin, rather. Everyone sounded like they were speaking the right languages, because it didn't all sound like one language to me.
2: Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh-huh.
1: And there was a bunch of different, because there was Gauls and and uh, Visigoths and and Romans, and it looked like there was, like, Wodes and Celts and stuff, too. So, I yeah. don't know. It looked awesome. I hope it's yeah. good.
2: Yeah, the, the costumes and the masks in this are what, that's what got me on board, and I just hope that they can keep me on board. Uh, but I like if they're going to do this and like try to be true to the languages and just do subtitles, man, I am super into that.
1: There was a girl that looked like Legatha from Vikings in with the Germanic tribes or whatever. And she was all like covered in mud and running with a sword. That was cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This looks good, man. This good. This could be cool. I, this is definitely on my radar.
1: Definitely. I, I hope that this is good. Like, please be good. Like this looks so good.
2: Yeah, this is probably my favorite thing other than Vampires versus the Bronx uh, this week.
1: Yeah, I was I was into this. It was a short trailer, but it's yeah. really cool looking.
2: So we'll definitely get a trailer number two, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when it comes out, though.
1: No, I, I didn't catch that either.
2: Uh, maybe Robot, Robot Voice will tell us.
1: The Netflix series Barbarians will be released on October 23rd.
2: Thank you, Robot Voice. Thank you. For nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got her.
2: All right. So the uh, next one we have here is called His House. Uh, this could be a horror, or it could be a ghosty movie.
1: This appeared to be a ghost movie. When it started off, it was a it was about refugees moving into a town, and and everyone was being mean to them. and you know, and I was like, oh, this is this is familiar. But then all of a sudden, they were in like a weird haunted house, and there was all this creepy ghost imagery. And there was, there was this one shot where there's a bunch of holes in the walls and there's like weird glowing eyes and faces in the holes and just like shuddered on the couch. She was like,
2: <laughs> that was so creepy, man.
1: Yeah. This was a very effectively creepy trailer.
2: Yeah. Cause like the, the, the ghosts or whatever are in the walls and the ceilings and they're like running on the ceiling. And so you can see like the imprints of their like steps and it's like, it's pretty freaky, man
1: yeah I was uh, I was. this comes out on October 30th on Netflix which I actually did catch this one so uh, this might be a good one for Halloween I I might be into this it looks pretty creepy
2: yeah that's a good I didn't know it was coming out on the 30th yeah this could be a good Halloween watch
0: yeah. see I
1: feel like it won't be the thing the reason because we talk about how we don't like horror movies most of the time is I don't like splattery gory movies so I don't like slasher movies I like ghost movies I think part of the
2: problem with the splatter uh, movies is you is that they're formulaic uh and you you have dumb young people making dumb decisions and it's just it just gets old it's so stale uh and so maybe a ghost movie has some different elements to it
1: yeah to quote Abed from community the characters are making choices the audience wouldn't you can't connect. <laughs> that's why I don't like those slasher movies. <laughs>
2: that's great that's so true yeah i don't like them either so yeah this could this could be good though so we'll we'll keep our eye on this one
1: i'm gonna watch this one i think for halloween
2: okay you let me know i don't know that i'll watch it on the 30th or whatever but
1: i'll try to and then i'll, I'll get back to you
2: all right so then the next trailer we have is minari
1: yeah this is a movie about a korean family that moves to america this looks extremely good like this looks really yeah. good like oscar yeah. good
2: yes yeah, it's got the guy from uh, Walking Dead, Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon, and he's speaking Korean in this.
1: Yeah, I knew he could he could speak Korean because he went with Conan when Conan did his travel show. He was in Korea with Conan. Okay. okay. And they went to the they went to the the North Korea border <laughs> together, and they were in the <laughs> building. and They snuck onto the side uh, in the in the part where you can go on. Like, the meeting room thing. (laughs) And there was, like, a North... The North Korea guard in there who wouldn't say anything. And (laughs) Stephen Yoon was, like, getting so nervous. And Conan was... Was sort of, like, walking over there. (laughs) Oh, good stuff.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, so this looks good. This is probably... I can most assuredly tell you that this is going to be a tearjerker.
1: Yeah, this is the kind of movie where... I have a hard time starting movies like this. So... I I sometimes don't get to the, like, it looked kind of like how Moonlight would be where it's hard to, you don't just, like, want to start this, so I don't know that I'll get a
2: chance to see it. It's hard to start something where you know your emotions are just going to be dragged all over the place.
1: Yeah, unless you've seen it a bunch of times.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to have to be in the right mood to watch this, but it does look so good that I want to see it.
1: It looks like a really good, like, family movie.
2: Uh, the next trailer that we do have here uh, is One Night in San Diego. <laughs> this is this is bad. Uh, this was brought to you by your local college theater department.
1: This was brought to you by your local high school AV club. <laughs>
2: yeah, this I see someone who has potential to be a good writer, a good screenwriter they are not near there yet but yeah this is just looks like college kids made it or something
1: yeah i don't know if the actual writing and movie will be good but the trailer itself like it looked so low budget that it was sort of hard to watch and alexandra Daddario's in it and i feel like she'll be in it for five minutes but they're going to put her on all the promotional material Yeah, yeah that's the kind of vibe i got from it
2: yeah, what why does it this trailer I mean it really does seem low budget, but like what is it about How do how do we just know that? Like how do we look at this and go, "Oh, well, this is just totally low budget."
1: I think because of the quality of the film cuz it didn't it looked digital. It didn't look like it was on yeah. film. Uh the there was no there, the music was weird in the trailer. Like there wasn't a lot of it. And I th- I feel like sometimes if you don't use a lot of music your trailer seems cheap, like the sound design was weird.
2: Yeah, the, maybe the, yeah, the, oh, the sound design was definitely weird. Yeah, yeah. The, mix, the mix was weird, yeah, yeah. There's just something that you just know. When you watch it, you just know. You can just tell it's low budget.
1: Yeah, and that's not to say it's even bad. It's just it wasn't a good-looking trailer. I have no idea well, whether or not the movie will be bad. There was one yeah. part towards the end that I laughed at. I don't remember what it is, though.
2: Yeah, there's. I I just think there's there's like you see the potential there, but this person needs to probably write three or four more movies before they write something worth watching.
1: Yeah, but maybe you know if they're gonna write that good movie in a couple movies, this one will be worth it because it ain't hurting me that it's out there.
2: No, no, it's not. Uh, th- but this movie is essentially just a uh, a road trip movie, I think. Yeah, it with two to girl, be. with two women. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it was when she smashed her phone. <laughs> Like why would you? Take... Uh, this is part <laughs> in the trailer where she smashes her. She's like, "Let's get white girl drunk," and she smashes her phone, and then the other girl's like, "Okay."
2: So that's one night in San Diego. But uh, next up, we have someone has to die.
1: Yes, this is a very good title for a closed room mystery movie, which is not what this is. I feel like this is the stuff that would lead up to Knives Out, like a Knives Out type movie. But it's all outside of the Knives Out room. Like, before yeah. the detective gets there.
2: And this is a foreign language movie.
1: Yes, I did not clock the language.
2: I feel like Gandalf the Grey, I have no memory of this trailer. Yeah. Like, I can't remember what language they were speaking.
1: There was a guy dancing that reminded me of Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, dancing around. Uh, yeah, was... this
2: was... Did you find this trailer difficult to follow?
1: Yeah, I have no idea what it, what it was happening.
2: Because at first I was like, okay, it's this like love triangle. I was like, wait, no, it's a love square. Wait, it's a love octagon. I was like, this guy likes this girl. This guy likes this guy. This guy likes this mom. The mom likes this guy. Uh, the maid. Does the maid like somebody? I don't know. What's going on here?
1: Description on IMDb says, The story begins with a young boy being asked by his parents to return to Mexico to meet his fiancée. He returns accompanied by a Lizaro, a mysterious ballet dancer. That doesn't. That just raises further questions.
2: If they make you think that the mom is involved with a younger man.
1: Yeah, and that maybe so was the, the the son that went to get the fiance.
2: Yes. Uh, is the ballet dancer a real person or is he an imaginary friend?
1: Oh. Good gravy if it's an imaginary friend, I missed a whole section of this trailer
2: <laughs> I don't know this is this is a wild one I, I, I don't this is not good I don't think this is just
1: no I'm gonna guess it was in Spanish too because everyone's name here is is Spanish so i I
2: would probably say just skip this trailer. It's not a good trailer yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
2: trailer number Dazine. this is the Adele Dazinth trailer. Uh, It's Borat 2. the subsequent movie film.
1: So he filmed it in secret. Obviously he has to do that to make these movies. Uh, There's a really long title. It's not just called Borat 2. It's about... It's called...
2: Oh, I thought it was called Subsequent Movie Film.
1: It's called Borat, Subsequent Movie Film. Delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make-benefit once-glorious nation of Kazakhstan.
2: (laughs) I think the idea of Borat is actually funnier than the Borat movie itself, or Borat movies now.
1: Did you ever see the original Ali G show with with Borat and Ali G and stuff like that?
2: I yes, Uh, well, I haven't seen. I've seen like a couple of bits or episodes. I think it's much funnier than these movies.
1: Yeah, I like the, the Ali G show a lot. More than, I like, I th- there are parts in the Borat movie that I laughed pretty good at. Because Borat, each one of Sacha Baron Cohen's characters is designed to bring out things in people. So, like, Borat is designed to reveal xenophobia. Obviously, Bruno is designed to reveal homophobia. And uh, Ali G makes people who are acting smart reveal how stupid they actually are and Ali G is my favorite, actually, of all of them. Like, when he did the Ali G show, I always thought the Ali G ones were the funniest. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's so many good things in there. I just always think of him talking to the computer guys and just going, technology, that's well important, isn't it?"
0: Technology, what is that all about? Is it good or is it whack? As computers, Made our lives better. <laughs> I
1: I,
2: <laughs> I definitely think Ollie G is the funniest of all his characters, like hands down.
1: So yeah, I really I really liked the uh, the Borat show parts best. Uh, I'll probably still watch this because usually get some good reactions out of people. And usually I like I don't I I usually don't like things like this if they're making fun of people who don't deserve it. But the people that he tricks always have it coming.
2: That, that's usually his his shtick is, or that's what they show at least is the people that yeah have it coming.
1: And and the people that don't deserve it get elevated because uh, if you're if you if this character is meant to expose xenophobia, and you're then nice to Borat no matter what stuff he does, you look good and he is nicer to you. Like he treats you how you should be treated. So it's it's you sort of. When you're interacting with a Sacha Baron Cohen character, you write your own destiny, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true.
1: So I'll check it out. It's coming to Amazon.
2: Yeah, it's on Amazon. There's, there's, This is a low barrier to entry, so I will probably watch this as well. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay, the final trailer, the Baker's Dazinth uh, trailer that we have here is for a remake of Roald Dahl's The Witches.
1: Before we talk about this, did you know that James Bond is based on Roald Dahl? What? Yeah, okay, so Roald Dahl was a spy in World War II, and uh, he was friends with Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond novels, and Roald Dahl was a huge womanizer, and uh, he was a spy, and the way that he would do his spying was by womanizing, and Ian Fleming based James Bond on Roald Dahl.
2: I did not
0: know that.
1: Yep, so everyone needs to know that the author of James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the basis for James Bond, Roald Doll.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay, while we're on this, before we talk about The Witches, I know we're, we're going to get to The Witches. Um, I've been thinking about, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year here, and we're going to have to talk about our favorite trailers of the year, best trailers of the year. And right now, hands down, not even close – the best trailer of the year is that latest No Time to Die trailer.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's going to win out. <laughs> we're going to go through it. We're going to do that at the at the end of December. We'll talk about our favorite trailers of the year. That's but, exactly uh, what we're going to so do. so far, No Time to Die has got a huge lead.
2: Oh, man. That's spoiler alert. That's probably going to be the winner. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, all right. So hey, no, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen the original movie The Witches?
1: No. I didn't know about it until today
2: (laughs) so this was a movie that we loved as kids uh i i liked it way better than hocus pocus back in the day as well uh there's a kid i think the kid's name is bruno uh and he says
0: that lady promised me six whole bars of cream whip hazelnut milk chocolate i've come to collect
2: i've come to collect uh so this is i don't know if this is going to be as good as the original
1: it could be good i don't know i haven't seen the original i like anne hathaway i like her Uh, i I usually like her cg in this was bad
2: yeah that's the see that's what i because the original movie has real mice in it and this has bad cg mice real bad cg yeah real bad cg so that's why i'm like i don't know if it's going to be as good as the original
1: no it sort of had like a uh disney channel secondhand royals feeling
2: yes you're exactly right yes also the beginning
1: the beginning of this trailer i thought was like an episode of everybody hates chris because it was like that little kid and chris rock narrating yeah what is this i was like this is where's terry cruz he's gonna come in
2: Uh, where is Terry what is Terry Cruz gonna be is he anything besides uh Brooklyn nine nine? Is he gonna be in anything?
1: Uh I don't know. He's he pops up every now and then. I like that Terry Cruz man. I loved him. Uh the movie wasn't great, but the the Adam Sandler longest yard, he was cheeseburger Eddie and he was hundred percent the best character. <laughs> I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. I got the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the burgers that man, I just got burgers. <laughs>
2: I have not seen that, but uh, maybe I'll look up those clips on YouTube. I was going
1: to say, just watch a Cheeseburger Eddie compilation video on YouTube and you'll be set (laughs) for that movie.
2: Yeah, that's all I need. All right, well, that does it for the new new trailers, folks. And that brings us to the trailer mailers.
1: You've got mail. We've got some some good responses. Not as many as usual, but they're longer, so that's okay.
2: Yeah. So, uh, to to refrausch, refrausch your memory from last week the question times question was what disney show or movie would you pull the budget from to make a new show about and what disney property would you want to make a new show about
1: all right so robo he he answered right away good old dependable robo uh there are no mayos in this questions times answer list so y'all are slacking mayo clinic um, but Robo says, I would pull every penny from any CGI-fueled live-action remake and put it all into a Mr. Rogers Neighborhood-style show featuring Dolly Parton with special guests like LeVar Burton, Mark Hamill, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and really anyone that can bring some wholesome vibes. I feel the world needs this more than anything right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You got you nailed it.
2: Uh, you absolutely nailed it. Um, I, l- I want all these people to be in a wholesome show. Uh, Lavar Burton has an ASMR effect on me. Uh, he's just—he's a calming personality. I think
1: there's an episode of Adventure Time where he is the voice of a bubble, and it's just yeah. It's the just listening to him talk is is very lull It like lulls you.
2: I bet Lavar Burton could be a real good hostage negotiator.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would do whatever he t- like if I'm holding hostages and he's like, hey. You don't need to be doing that. Let's go read Where the Wild Things Are. (laughs) I'd be like, okay.
2: He's like, you know, you shouldn't do this. These things never end up well. But don't take my word for it. (laughs) So good. So, Robo, that was awesome. That's a perfect answer. Uh, Jay wrote in, and he said, Pull the budget from The Simpsons immediately. That show should have ended a long time ago. The Cat from Outer Space... I think it could be turned into a series. Maybe they can even do another partnership with Sony and do some crossover episodes with ALF making a thing where they are arch uh, nemeses uh, of each other because, you know, ALF likes to eat cats.
1: Yeah. The cat from space I haven't seen in so many years. Uh, I don't like ALF. I never thought ALF was funny or enjoyable in, in any capacity. So, uh, I'd I'd be there more for the cat from outer space than than the Alf time I don't he creeps me out. I get creeped out by Elf. Uh he's <laughs> right about The Simpsons. Like, okay, I The Simpsons is one of my favorite things in the universe. Um I quote The Simpsons seventy times a day, probably. Just like a lot of things in my everyday life. I'm one of those people that The Simpsons built most of my life. And I haven't seen anything past like Season, I I stopped watching it in season 15 or 16. I didn't really care about it since season 12. And I haven't seen anything after season 16 except maybe one or two episodes. And there's like 32 seasons. But those first, like season two through season nine, is the golden age for me. Season eight of The Simpsons is one of the best things ever made in the history of anything, like in terms of streaks of being good. There's so many episodes of of good and good Simpsons in a row in season eight, and then in season six, there's an episode called "Lemon of Troy" that I think is the best written TV show episode of any TV show, and I would definitely pull the plug on it. It doesn't need to be. There's more episodes I haven't seen by two times than there is the ones that I think are great, and I love the Simpsons.
2: So you would say the best animated episode of TV ever written was that episode.
1: The best episode of TV ever written is Lemon oh, of oh, Troy,
2: animated or not.
1: A- anything. It's the best ri- It's the tightest comedy ever written is Lemon of Troy.
2: Maybe I'll have to go watch this.
1: Yeah, it's in season six. It's on Disney Plus. It's called Lemon of Troy. It's just the thing that I like best about the old Simpsons is sometimes it just really captures how kids' minds worked, which I always find to be h- hilarious if done properly and there's several instances in that episode alone that just perfectly captures how you thought when you were like 10 11 years old and it's just so good and and hard to do it's like hard to capture that and show it on on film or on animation yeah. or anything
2: Yeah I I know what you're saying is accurate and right because I think back to there's an episode where they're trying to save money and lisa takes all of the old soap slivers and makes a ball out of it it's <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Yeah. laughs> like what kind of specific
2: thing is this and <laughs> it, it, like it was mind blowing to me at the time i was like who who thinks about those little slivers of soap that you know after you've used it for
1: so long
2: and Man, you put them all together
1: <laughs> i wonder if that was the genesis of that the stack soap because uh, there was podcast ads on My Brother, My Brother, and Me for Stack Soap that, like, it had a divot where you would put the old sliver into the new divot. <laughs> Such a weird
2: human shared experience. Yeah. That's, that's so weird.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, everyone should go watch Lemon of Troy. Okay.
2: So, I, I, so what Jay said, I'm actually not familiar with The Cat from Outer Space. Is this a thing?
1: It's a Disney movie from... Oh, heck, what, what, when was that movie from?
2: If this is some live-action movie with an animal in it that talks, I'm not into it.
1: 1978. Oh, wow, that's real old. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, I don't remember if he talked. You don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember the i know i've seen it and i remember the poster it was like an orange cat with like a glowing green uh collar but yeah so that was jay's answer uh kevin says i'm fully on board with nick's thought of sucking the funding out of the soulless cg live action disney remakes (laughs) i like how that's also what rob rob said but instead of a Man-Thing fund, as Nick wanted, I'd put those dollars into revitalizing their 2D animation department to get us some more of that good, good classical animation. And you know I can't argue with that, because I love 2D animation, and I miss it.
2: What if they, this is, I mean, let me give you a little Nick alleyway here. They put it into a 2D animation movie or series that deals with folklore monsters.
1: That would be awesome. I'm 100% there. I've I've been watching a new YouTube Thing, and it's called monstrum m-o-n-s-t-r-u-m and uh the host is dr doc- uh, frankenstein her name her last name is zarka but i think her first name is emily dr emily i just i call her folklore bay <laughs> uh yeah so or hot doctor sometimes but dr woman who talks about folklore monsters and she's just great i love her yeah, there's also a butcher in Wawatosa that I called Hot Butcher, and me and Kevin went there once, and there was this tall blonde woman cutting the meat, and I was like, hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jobbing at meat." All right, folks, well, that does it for the uh, the trailer mailers, but you know what? You can get in touch with us and answer this week's trailer mailers, or write us hate mail if you want to.
1: Yeah, c- really come at us hard.
2: Really come at us with, you, you, if you, if we just made you so mad. We triggered you triggered. Uh, Nick, how can they get in touch with us?
1: If they want to get in touch with us, they can email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com You can follow us on Instagram at TrailerBlazersPodcast. That's our home on the web, where we do our posting of new episodes and questions times and whatnot. If you want new episode drop updates, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. That's pretty much all I do there, because I don't like Twitter. Because it is the garbage pile of the internet. Uh, if you want to feel like you're a contributing member of society, you can finagle your way into Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what's up.
0: I've all this Quick Mickey over just stacking the soap up together, making soap balls over chonker. Uh, But I just want to let you know, if you go on that Apple Podcasts there and you leave us a five-star rating... Then you will see me make a new show starring Alf. And uh, Alf is going to be voiced by me. So he's going to have a different voice because he's going to sound like Quick Miggy. And uh, he's just going to get into antics. And there's going to be all kinds of Tomfoolery, rins and antigans in there. And you get to watch it on there. And, um, it's probably going to win an Emmy. That's what I think. That is my personal opinion. And, but my personal opinion is a tip.
1: Well, thanks, Quick Mickey. I did log into iTunes to check for new reviews uh, to make sure that we weren't missing anyone. There aren't any new written reviews since Brad did it, but there are more five-star ratings. We're up to 21 five-star ratings at this point. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for doing that. I know it's a real, real pain go- going into Apple and doing things. So we, we really do appreciate that.
0: I will really do a press like that. And at some point, I am going to make the Spider Man pee in on people in that animation <laughs> maker. I still am going to do that. I haven't done it yet. Uh, it's started to find time to do things. But that's going to happen. One day, you will see Spider Man pee.
1: <laughs> well, we're all looking forward to that.
0: All right, for the trailer Blazers, I'm
2: Ben Moon, and I am a pilot of Leopardin. Inn. Happy Trailsers.
1: And for Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am Folklore Bay. Happy Trailers.
2: Welcome back to the video games
1: one-quarter portion
2: of the show. We have several things to talk about.
1: We have sixty I can't do a Travolta for everything.
2: We can try at least. Uh, this is a half dozen.
1: Uh, right out of the gate with a with a good one.
2: <laughs> we have an Adele half dozen a uh, bit of trailers but we actually have some industry news. Well, actually, let's talk about what we've been playing. What have you been playing?
1: I have been hardcore playing Ghost of Tsushima now. So, I was doing my my way of playing video games where I play for 20 minutes st- stints and then I don't play for like a day or two and then I play for 20 minutes and then I don't play for a day. And now I'm playing it for 5-hour chunks at a time. It's really hard to put it down now. I've got I've got everything figured out. Uh this is the only game where I actively try and and get good at like combos and stuff because they look so cool when you do them. Uh, the the standoff thing in this is the coolest thing ever. I will never get sick of it, no matter how many of them I do. The combat is so great that when I see people, I run at them because I want to fight. Like Sometimes in games, I'll be like, eh, I don't feel like fighting right now. But in this, I'm like, yo, there's somebody. <laughs> the graphics are amazing. Uh, everything is... it's. It's a combination of The Witcher 3 and Red Dead Redemption 2, and it has like all the elements from both of those things that I like, and it took them and put them into this cool samurai world where it's, it's just so good. It's so good. It, it might end up in my top five of all time. Whoa. Yeah. It's, I'm really, really, really loving Ghost of Tsushima at this point.
2: I feel like you, you really turned a corner with this game over the past week.
1: Yeah, that's what always happens with me. Like I'll play it and I'm I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm I'll be really trepidatious going into it and I I take little tiny steps cuz I I have weird I get weird anxiety about things and one of them is is being attacked in video games before I know what I'm doing. But now that I know what I'm doing, I go I walk into a town and most of the time in games I'll I'll play really heavily on the stealth element and I'll like stealth everything. And this, I will walk into a full town occupied by mongols i'll just walk down the main street and wait for them to see me and then the first guy that see me i was challenged to a standoff <laughs> it's so cool everything about it is awesome and i was really annoyed with the archers for a while and now i can deflect their arrows and uh the spear guys were annoying me but so i learned a stance for fighting people with spears it's just it's the best it's so good
2: that's so cool dude i i can't wait to play this uh, there's just so many games. Like, I don't have time to play all these games.
1: Yeah, there really is a lot of them. Um,
2: so I've been... Well, I, actually, you know what? I have I forgot to mention uh, what we've been watching. I have been watching these YouTube videos of this girl called Julia Plays Groove. I sent you a video of it That's today. That's right, and it was great. Uh, this is a young Polish girl. She li- I think she lives in Poland. She's like 20 years old, and she is a, I would say, a prodigy bass player. So she plays these bass guitars but she'll play she'll play a song and then she'll do a bass cover over the song as it's playing and this girl slaps man like it is go check her out on YouTube it's Julia Plays Groove all one word
1: slap at the bass man
2: slap at the bass man i mean it's so good like so i've been watching that but as far as playing video games i've still been playing uh, gems of war and microsoft flight simulator uh they just did an update to japan so they've like i don't know like either like fixed some things or added more detail to some things uh there are two giant spikes uh for terrain uh, like terrain glitches or whatever so there's like these giant tower spikes uh like just in the in, in like the middle of this like little farming town uh so they have this tour that you can fly and you fly right past them so everybody's seen it Uh, But that's been good. So I think that's what this whole like that we had an Africa trailer uh, where we got another one this week. Yeah, we have another one this week for Europe. And I think it's because they're actually just adding detail to these certain areas, Uh, just kind of cleaning them up a little bit and doing a little hand, you know, a little hand uh, curation, maybe. Uh, So that's kind of what those are about. So and it was free. The Japan update thing was totally free. So it's really nice. So I've been playing that. And then I've been actually I got back into Just Cause 4. On PC.
1: And you got into that just cause? Just cause. It's uh it's so fun it's just a,
2: it's a sandbox, man. It's just like a play like you get in there and you play, it's a sandbox. Uh it's great. I still love it, so uh but tonight this is we're getting into the next segment, the industry news news. The interest in industry new news? Industrial news. Industrial news. Uh Star Wars at the time of this recording, it's Friday, uh Star Wars Squadrons is out. Uh, all I have to do is download it and I can play it.
1: Also, there's crossplay on that, so you can get in on different systems and play with people.
2: I don't think I knew that, but that's great.
1: Yeah, my cousin, my cousin's husband told me that earlier.
2: Okay, well, I cannot wait to play this tonight. I'm so excited.
1: I still, I still have to get it. I don't have it yet, but I will get it.
2: I hear it's great on uh, VR.
1: Uh, that's, I can't see. I want to try that. I go to my cousin's once he has that set up.
2: I want to try it, too, because I want to know definitively if it's going to make me sick.
1: Yeah, you can. when you're up here, we'll plug you into the machine.
2: Yeah. So that is out. That's one of our uh, industrial new news. Industrial news? uh, Hey, if you news, you lose. Uh, The other piece of news we have is we have new DLC content coming out for Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it's Minecraft.
1: Yeah, there was a trailer for this, too, that we have in in here, which we might as well talk about that right now. So, yeah. this is a pretty funny reveal trailer, actually. Like, Mario breaks through the wall and he's in the dark. <laughs> and then he looks sort of terrified as something is, like, chipping away in the darkness. And then the the wall opens up and it's, what's his name, Steve? <laughs> yeah. From Minecraft. And Mario's just kind of standing there like, uh...
2: This These are two huge properties coming together here. Uh It's just like a kid's dream, I think.
1: Yeah, pretty much, uh two biggest kid things that i know of are smash brothers and you know smash brothers famously the dollhouse video game and uh minecraft
2: <laughs> yes my my children still well, that actually they haven't done dollhouse in a while they they haven't really done that in a while uh but yeah this i don't i probably will not get this i'm not like a minecraft fan the, these characters don't look fun to play to me so i probably won't get this uh, my children have not begged me for it, so I think well, this will probably just fly under the radar for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't play uh, Smash Brothers or Minecraft. That Minecraft VR trailer last week made me wish I played Minecraft, but I don't. So,
2: there's too many games. Too many games. Too, too too many games out there. Uh, so that so we talked about that. Uh, by the way, there's four characters, like the zombie and two other folks from that game are coming out so there's like levels and music and all that kind of stuff but uh, I probably won't get that so let's talk about this uh, first trailer that we got here uh, this new new trailer uh, it's a game called Godfall this was a cinematic trailer
1: yeah so Godfall is we had a a, a small teaser thing for this when, when they were showing PS5 uh, demo stuff which called it like a looter Shooter or something, and it's made by Gearbox, so that that makes sense. There's like these Anubis look; it kind of looked like Stargate, Stargate, yeah, mixed with Starcraft,
2: yeah, or Final Fantasy mixed with
1: Stargate. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of the the vibes that I got from it. And uh these two guys were fighting, and they were brothers, and they had cool armor that glowed. I don't know fully what it's about yet, but I think it's pretty early in the development stage and gearbox made borderlands so i'm certain that jess will maybe play this game because she loves those
2: yeah it'll probably be good was this the game that we saw that was like third person action slash them yeah em? yeah okay i know what this is yeah okay because i was like i don't know what the kind of game this is but now i do know Uh, this, I don't know, hack and slash third person games are not my thing. Like, even though God of War was amazing, it's still really not my type of game. So I don't think I'll end up playing this.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is for sure not really my type, but it looked cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that is being worked on, Gearbox, and then we have a trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the official story trailer this time.
1: I feel like they've had like five official story trailers for this.
2: I do, too. Uh, so you get a little bit of an idea of what this is about. Uh, you, you get some of the cast of characters from England and Norway and uh, a couple other types of characters, I think, as well, too, like some assassins or something.
1: Yeah, mainly what I got out of this was a desire to watch the first couple seasons of Vikings over again and just, like, <laughs> watch Catherine Winnick do things and Floki.
0: Yeah, they well, they, you know,
2: they actually mention... Uh, ragnar in this
1: yep yep he was a uh, famous real viking
2: yeah so i think this takes place after ragnar has sort of has sort of made his mark in england
1: yeah he was sort of the the and bridge France. there yeah
2: yeah so it looks uh it looks good uh i just want to play it really at this point
1: yeah i'm not gonna i i probably won't ever i'm not gonna get in the i don't need another franchise <laughs> i just don't need it it's cool looking everything looks cool
2: yeah it's a uh, so many franchises man too many uh there is another franchise here we got a trailer for fantasy star online 2 so this is if you remember fantasy star from the uh dreamcast era this is an mmo
1: yeah this kind of looked like kingdom hearts guys fighting a dragon i thought
2: Yes, it did kind of have that vibe. Now, I will say, I actually thought the cinematic trailer was really cool uh, because there's just very like stylized anime action, and I I don't want to play this game. I just want to watch like stylized anime action. It almost the action is almost reminiscent of like Ruby.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So I kind of dug that, uh, but I'll definitely never play this. I'm not big into MMOs, so I don't want this
1: yeah i uh i don't i don't want to play it either it did look yeah it looked fu- it looked cool like it had a cool look to it
2: uh so yeah so fantasy star online too i don't know anybody that that wants this or plays this like that i don't know who the audience for this is
1: no I, i'm sure there's someone though
2: there must be uh this is sega sega's sega's right this is sega
1: right is it yeah because yeah. it was on dreamcast right first one is is sega still making video games i mean every so every so often sonic pops up
2: yeah i was just thinking they like sometimes you'll walk into a gas station and the register will make the sonic ring sound and i was like (laughs) oh sega's probably just making cash register software now
1: i think that's likely
2: yeah maybe so uh all right so then the then we have the microsoft 2020 europe trailer it's beautiful
1: I just watched this and I was just like, what a cool thing this this game is.
2: It's so cool. I wish my computer ran this resolution at this frames per second because it definitely doesn't.
1: Right, for sure.
2: It's beautiful. Um, yeah, this know. looked
1: like 4K real-time, real-life yeah. video.
2: Yeah, it's it's incredible. So it's got really nice music. It's a very soothing trailer to watch. So go go check it out if you're interested. Uh, I'm still loving Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like, I just... I love it. Uh, It's great. Uh, Do recommend. Uh, Last thing we have here... I thought this was pretty neat. Uh, We have a... It's like a... They call this an overview trailer. But it's for Mario Kart Live Home Circuit.
1: Yeah. So you have, like, a little remote-controlled car with a camera on the front. And you control the car with your Switch. And you race in your own house... With Mario Kart,
2: yeah. So you set up these four um, points, I guess. Like they go, the cart has to go under these points, and so basically you set them up in your house. You drive the route um, through these like things around your house, and then the the switch will record your path that you took. And then so when you start the race, there's actually like guidelines that look like Mario Kart, like that you know guide, lines that you have to stay in. For the path like augmented reality onto the video and so you look like you're racing mario kart but it's in your house
1: it's really cool i really want to actually try this if if my cousins with their switches if they buy this i might have to get this as well just so i can play because it looks really cool and and my cousin lives in a big house so you could make some pretty cool tracks i think
2: it it really is pretty cool i don't want to have to buy more hardware uh but i i do want to at least try this because it looks really fun
1: also they have a dog so i imagine that would get interesting as well <laughs> the dog runs in <laughs> and you have to outrun it or something
2: that would be fun so this will I'm, I'm i'm really going to be interested to see how well this sells
1: yeah and how well it works
2: how well it works, how well it sells, because if this sells really well, then we might expect other augmented reality things to... Because this is very inventive. I thought this was super creative.
1: Oh, for sure. This, is, Yeah. Nintendo will sometimes fall behind in their innovation, and they'll get in in a rut, and they'll stay in that rut for 10 years, but then they'll bust out something like this, where it's like a game changer.
2: Yeah. So, very, very interested in this. Uh, we'll We'll see what happens, so... Uh, Alright, well, that does it for all the Vigigame trailers. Uh, you got anything else?
1: Nope. I'm probably just gonna f- find a way to go back into Tsushima. That's where I live now.
2: That's the real world. This is the dream world.
1: Yeah. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I will walk down the street and challenge you to a duel. Happy Trailers.
2: And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm coming at you with stylized anime action. <laughs> Happy trails.
0: Technology, what is that all about? Is it good or is it
2: our megadon?